When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Football Asia with Paul Williams. Yes, let's round out the show as we always do with Football Asia in the company of Paul Williams from the Asian Game Podcast. How are you, mate? Hey, Paul. I'm good, guys. How are you this week? Very good. Uh, Let's kick off with the AFC Champions League. A vital game coming up for Melbourne City in Japan against Ventford Kofu. This will be the key game, I guess, in deciding who finishes top of Group H with the two level on seven points with a couple of matches to go. Mm-hmm. Although City could still theoretically go through in second spot. They could, because obviously some of the best second place teams will go through. I was having a look at the the table today and a little bit of the permutations. And if my maths is correct, and maths wasn't always my strongest class at school, but I think... It's, it is possible for City to actually qualify through to the round of 16 tonight if they win and Zhejiang win against Buriram United. Uh, as I read it, that would give them enough to get through. They'd be top uh, three points clear of Kofu, but they'd have the head-to-head record against Kofu, given that they drew earlier in this campaign as well. Um, and Zhejiang would only be four points behind with one game to go. So it's a huge game for City tonight. The the loss they had last time out against Buriram really sort of through the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit. They're looking pretty comfortable at one point. Um, they're still in a good position to get out of this group, but they need a a good result on the road tonight. A-League clubs typically haven't travelled all that well to Japan in the past, so it'll be really interesting to see how they go. Kofu have had a couple of weeks off. Their season finished a few weeks ago. They narrowly missed out on the uh, the J2 playoffs. So their last game was on the 12th, uh, 12th of November, so a couple of weeks without a game perhaps. They might have lost a little bit of match sharpness in that time, so perhaps City can take advantage of that. But huge game for them tonight. And overnight, oh, tomorrow, in the, I think it is overnight in the Western Zone, Al Saad, who've won the competition twice, they're on the brink of elimination, but have given themselves a chance by beating Sharjah in Group B. They have. They've still left themselves with a lot of work to do, but they are still alive, um, given the whole situation of you know second place teams some getting out of the group, some not. And it kind of needed an abacus to figure out where they sit at the moment. They need to defeat Nasa from Uzbekistan, who are top of the group uh, in their last group game. Probably need to win that by a couple of goals. And even that may still only see them through, potentially as one of the best second-place teams as well. So um, it is... It's still up in the air, but as I said, they've left themselves a lot of work to do. But given the talent that they have at the disposal, I've mentioned this before, you know, Hassan Al-Haydar, Sakram Afif, uh, Baghdad Bourneja, you know, really top quality international players. To be in this position in the group that they're in is really not good enough for a team of of that quality. Um, it's looking like that they are going to exit at the group stage again, which I think is now would be three campaigns in a row that they've exited in a group stage. And for a team that probably should have, you know, eyes on winning this competition. Um, they've really let themselves down um, over the last couple of years. Now, the big news in the AFC Cup is, of course, that MacArthur must host their game with Shan United on neutral territory. 
Uh, that's due to the fact that Chan had been denied visas to travel to Australia due to the political situation in Myanmar at the moment. Uh, th this is a bit of a tricky situation uh, for the Bulls, I guess, and, and not only in a football sense, but also with the Australian government. I don't think they've made themselves very popular by playing that away game in the first place. Mm. Uh, it's it's a fascinating situation, this one. Um, I think, first of all, credit has to go to the, the, the clubs involved, the Football Australia and the AFC, for getting a game on neutral territory at such short notice i mean it's no mean feat at the best of times to to do it with with only a week or two um of finding out to to get everything organized um is a herculean effort so it's a hats off to them but um it is a fascinating situation i think it comes as a result of the owners of shan united having some links to the military junta that's that's in control there in in myanmar and they have travel bans placed upon them from um the australian government but what is interesting from a geopolitical point of view is this is now the second time that this has happened um to australia or in australia um that a team has actually been banned from traveling here because they haven't been issued visas australia was due to host uh, some under 20 um asian cup qualifiers four or five years ago now a north korean team was actually denied visas by the australian government as well um which forced the relocation of that qualifying tournament it was due to be played in Shepparton in country Victoria that had to get moved because the government wouldn't issue North Korea visas. Now we've got this situation with Shan United from Myanmar as well. So two times in the space of five years that the Australian government has denied visas to teams wanting to come and play here. I don't know how much that impacts future bids for Australia when they put their hands up for these tournaments, but you know, if it keeps happening, then Australia does risk being seen as a risk when it comes to hosting these tournaments as well. And then from a football point of view, for MacArthur, it presents them with a, a bigger challenge as well because, you know, they still should be good enough to get over Shane United. We saw the disparity when they played a few weeks ago, but we saw what happened when MacArthur went to Cambodia and we thought they'd be good enough as well. So um, it's pretend, uh, presented a bit of a banana skin for them as well. So it's a fascinating situation. Well, both uh, clubs, MacArthur and the Mariners, are top of their groups at the moment. Um, if they go on to win their groups, they go into the zonal semifinals. Uh, who are they likely to play or any, any big potential matchups that you'd like to see? Um, it's hard to know at this stage further down the line. I mean, if they both get out of the group, which is, is looking likely, I mean, it looks like Saba from Malaysia will likely win the other group, Group H, and then it depends on which best second-place team gets out of the group, probably going to be one of Terengganu or Phnom Penh Crown as well. And then they'll have a draw for the knockout rounds to to map their path through to the final. So it's possible that the, the two A-League clubs could actually meet in the uh, the zonal semifinals, which would uh, be a shame from an Australian point of view that one of them would have to get knocked out um, slightly earlier. The dream scenario is that they both make it through um, to the ASEAN zone final, uh, and then one of them then progresses from there but such is the structure of this competition that we've discussed before the zonal final the ASEAN zone final is effectively really only the round of 16 you've then got to go into the interzone semi-finals then the interzone final and then all the way through to the final so they could be you know facing trips to you know Kyrgyzstan they could be facing trips to India they could be facing trips to um, anywhere else in West Asia Oman Bahrain or anything like that towards the end of the competition as well so it throws up some um, some fascinating possibilities yeah it's a very confusing competition it must be said um, <laughs> rather more straightforward uh, in Japan Vissel Kobe have been crowned 
champions of the J-League, their first ever championship after uh, Kevin Muscat's Yokohama F. Marinos could only draw uh, their penultimate game against Oberek's Nagata. Uh, is this the end of the road for Muskie in Japan? He's been linked with a few jobs in Europe. What's your mail on, on his future? I think given the links that we've seen over the last couple of months that it has been now, I think it would probably be a surprise if Muskie still is in Japan by the time the next J-League season starts. It seems like he's had two and a half seasons now in Japan, um, which is a, a decent length of time for a uh, for a foreign manager. He's certainly grown in that time as a manager as well. He's been in contention for the title. I mean, his teams have done fantastically well. He's taken over from Ange and they've barely you know, Mr. Beat, they could potentially have won three titles since since Muskie's been there. They only missed out on this one by a couple of points. Of course, they won last season and the season before when Muskie came in halfway through, um, they were in contention for that title as well. So I, I think given the success that he's had in Japan, I think he will have his eyes on a move potentially as well to take that next step in his career. So I certainly think it'll be a surprise. Um, and just on Vissel Kobe as well, it's a it's a fantastic story. It's somewhat ironic for a club that's become known as the Galacticos for all the big name signings that they've had, that their title success came after all of those players have now left the club. Um, it is a season after they almost got relegated as well, which is remarkable. They only just avoided relegation last season. So to turn it around this season and and win the title on the back of two high-profile signings, Japanese signings, Yuya Osako and Yoshinori Muto, who have been absolutely sublime this season. Um, they've taken them all the way to the title, and um, it's great to see three three different winners in three seasons in the J-League. It, uh, it throws up um, fantastic title races year in, year out. And looking uh, quickly at Korea as well, there's a decent relegation battle happening there between Suwon FC and Suwon Blue, uh, Blue Wings trying to avoid uh, relegation. Now, the Blue Wings with a huge win away to FC Seoul keeps their hopes uh, alive. And if both of them win in this last game, they could even send Gangwon down. They could because the Blue Wings actually played Gangwon in the uh, the final game of the season. It looked for all money a couple of weeks ago that, uh, that Sue and Blue Wings were, were going to go down, but they've got back-to-back wins now that have put them right back in the, the mix of avoiding uh, the automatic drop. Um, they'll go into the playoff um, against the K2 sides, regardless of what happens. They can't avoid that scenario altogether. Um, but yeah, huge, huge win on the weekend uh, away to FC Seoul. As you spoke about uh, last week or the week before, it's dubbed the super match in Korea. It's the biggest club football game that there is in Korea. Um, so to go to Seoul and to win 1-0 to keep their um, their hopes alive um, for another week, uh, that was a huge win. And yes, yeah, they're now level on points with Suwon FC, their crosstown rivals on 32, and Gangwon are only one point ahead on, on 33. So given they play them on the final day, they could finish the season with three wins that would take them out of the automatic spot. And then they'll go into the playoffs against um, second and third from uh, from K2 as well. Um, so there is still hope that they could be in uh, in the K-League next season. Paolo, brilliant stuff. Uh, I know that uh, you, you were uh, a little bit nonplussed by uh, Thailand's uh, parting company with Mano Polking as head coach. Unfortunately, we've run out of time this week, but we might ask you that one uh, next week in terms of uh, the national game. But uh, thanks mm. so much for your time as ever, mate, and uh, I'll speak to you next week. See you, mate. Cheers, guys.